Almost Humanity, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, the gateway to new rock and metal music, the podcast that's inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new music, connect, and feel accepted and find a place where they belong. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have a returning guest on today. And first time I interviewed this guy, it was a lot of fun. This time, we start to riff, have a great time. And really go deep into some interesting topics around pop punk. Are you guys ready? Before we jump into that though, I want to thank sponsorship for this podcast, which is from Phoenix Fitness. Where's that mug? There it is. Yeah, Phoenix Fitness right there. Yeah. So what do we do with Phoenix Fitness? Well, Phoenix Fitness helps keep me what I like to call mosh pit fit. So what is mosh pit fit? You guys know I love jumping into mosh pits. You guys know I love going from the beginning of the set to the end of the set. From beginning of the first band to the end of the headliner with reckless abandon, no holds barred, no stopping, no timidness, not being tame, anything like that. So in order to make sure I can continue to do that as effectively as I want to, I have to achieve my fitness goal being mosh pit fit. Yeah. So I go to the gym a lot. I lift a lot of weights. I do a lot of cardio to make sure I can take the hits, deliver the hits, and have the cardio to go the distance every single time. But I also make sure to hit those fitness goals. I'm preparing and recovering, right? Because I want to make sure my body can do this day in and day out. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in because they have many different supplements to help you achieve those fitness goals to prepare and recover. Right? They have different types of pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free. I use their stim-free stuff because, guys, they're getting more than enough energy to go around. I don't need any extra like caffeine or stimulants in me. They also have different types of BCW recovery compounds to help your muscles absorb nutrients directly after workout. They have creatine to help you build muscle, protein to help you build muscle, different types including collagen protein, plant-based protein, and whey-based protein. I use their whey-based protein chocolate malt flavored because that's good stuff. Multivitamins and literally anything you might need to help achieve your fitness goals or get mosh pit fit. Phoenix Fitness has you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube get 20% of code CPP20 at FX in the comic strip for the podcast thing Phoenix Fitness. Now in our feature presentation, Brandon Ritchie is back on the podcast, baby. First time we had mine was a blast. This time is just as much fun. And we go deep into some things. Ooh, yeah, you don't want to miss out on that. So enough with this intro. Let's get into it. Are you ready? Of course you are. Let's go! Well, well, ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast, you know I love to bring those guests back on the podcast, have them return once again, especially if they're ones where, A, we really like their music, B, we really like them on the podcast, C, they're funny as shit, or D, all of the above. And I think all the above kind of applies here, right? So coming out with a brand new album called I Hope That Hurts on March 9th, so by the time this comes out, you'll be able to listen to the whole entire thing. On top of that as well, if you're on Spotify, we'll call it an EP, but you know, screw that shit. We're calling a full album. So please, please, please welcome back Brandon Ritchie to the podcast. So Brandon, welcome back, my man. Thank you, Kevin. Great to be here. Great to have you as well. How has everything been going, man? It's been a little bit of time since we've seen you. So how has life been? Fucking great, dude. Playing music, working hard, and uh, getting married and fucking around, bro. It's going to be great. You're getting married, man? Yeah, just uh, I proposed to my uh, my fiance in uh, January something. I don't remember January whatever. I proposed to her and I uh, yeah, we're gonna get married soon, probably soon. Holy shit, man! First off, congrats, and second off, now I need to find out what day it is. So whenever I say January or whatever, I can actually have a specific <laughs> day in mind. It's like, well, what day did this happen? Oh, it happened on January or whatever. Well, it's actually the twelfth. We're just calling it whatever. Thanks. To, you was know, it? The, it was the second. I. It was definitely the second. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll say it was the second. Okay, so we have new. So it's gonna be a new holiday. New Year's Day is January first. January whatever is January second. Yes. Hey, it might. Hey, the wedding might even be in Milwaukee. Wait, what? She's from fucking her family's from fucking Chicago. Oh my god! I told now you're just unlocking like poor memories from the last episode. Yes, I do you remember dude, you talking yeah. about Calling Milwaukee? Back. Way back, dog. My my god! Like I'm I'm gonna start like starting to recite you know the Constitution or something like we just wrote it based on just these random flashbacks. Holy shit! I totally had forgotten about that. Cause I remember talking the last time. Now we had talked about your girl being from Chicago and you guys being up in Milwaukee a good amount of times. I'm like, you come up to Milwaukee, message me, we'll go out and have a beer and do some stupid shit. I was in Chicago like for Christmas. I was in Chicago for Christmas. Didn't make it up to Milwaukee, but dude, it was cold as. <laughs> fuck in in chicago i've never like i'm from philly you know it's not it doesn't get that cold it gets cold here but it's not it's never anything crazy that shit was bad news like negative 25 i know that's probably light work for you guys but that was not cool freezing Uh my nips off dog I mean, that's just normal. I mean, you get used to it. You know, you walk outside and it's like, okay, it's cold. You know, you feel like George Costanza getting out of the pool. You know, shrinkage is really hitting you at that point in time. But oh, yeah. you grin and bear with it and you have a good time with it. That's just the life we li- we live up in the northern parts of the United States. Plus, then once summer hits, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that's when it gets – it's nice out for a couple of months. And then it gets humid and you're like, oh, dear God. Then fall yeah. comes, then it's back to, you know, freezing your nuts off again to the point where it's, you know, it's not chestnuts ro- roasting on open fire. It's my nuts are frozen to my so- to my leg, and I can't get them off. Can we ever just be happy, Kevin? Maybe? I don't know. At some point, I guess we'll be happy. I, I, mean, I mean, I guess, you know, if I think about it, it's when you're present lost in the moment and – You've got a whole bunch of people on one side of a of a crowded live show, ready to run straight at you, ready to run straight at them, and it's like this is the life. Then that's and that's where you leave it, and and that's exactly where you leave it. I mean, whether it's you know what metalcore, whether it's some heavy ass metal shit, whether it's some good old punk rock, where you're just gonna have some crazy ass throwdowns, whether it's going listen and knock loose, and everyone's gonna start swinging when you hear oh oh. Have you seen them? I have seen them twice, and it was insane <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm fucking sure i i really want to see them am i gonna see them i think i'm going to some i'm going to no they're not going to be there i had the chance to see them one time i think i fucked that up but i've never seen them and i really want to see them oh i i, I suggest i saw them last year twice i saw them when they were on their headlining run when they had Khan in support so of course it was just massive throw down go crazy Oh, but then yeah. Movements was in between the two of them, which made no sense unless you actually saw the live show. Then it made perfect sense. Movements was a great band in between. Two I've hardcore never, bands. I've never heard of Movements. Just think pop punk in between two like uh, hardcore bands. For some reason, you know it what? works. I like that vibe. I saw, it, I saw No Pressure, the first Unitarian Church, and uh, it, it was they're kind. I guess they're they're not really a hardcore band. They're more of a, I guess they're more of a pop punk band. But uh, they were playing with our hardcore bands, and it was fucking awesome. People went harder for them than the hardcore bands. <laughs> Maybe it's, they just did so, like, ironically. It's like, we have to go harder for the band that's just, like, having a blast <clears throat> up there. Just like, you know, let's have some fun, yeah. Let's, <clears throat> let's kill people to the to the pop songs. I, I, I mean, like could, that. I like that. I mean, could you imagine if it was the Wiggles going on between the two of them? I'm throwing hands in the Wiggles. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
Everyone's throwing hands during the wiggles. This is purple is a good color. Let's go. Uh, uh. <laughs> Beating the shit out of like 15 year olds. <laughs> you're, I mean, basically, if you're doing that, you're basically embodying that one episode from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Mac and Charlie just beat up the 12 year olds. I'm there. Fuck it. I'm not above it. I'm not above it. Never done it. Not above it. <laughs> I mean, if that happens, I'm expecting a music video where you just hip check some kid into the side of a car. I got to write a song about fucking assholes beating the shit out of kids in pits. <laughs> and then just the video is beating the shit out of kids in pits. The juxtaposition. A funny take that would on be, it. The juxtaposition that would be absolutely hysterical. But what if you tried to do it like a shot for shot remake from that like. It was like it's like a minute and twenty second song, but a shot for shot remake of Charlie and Mac beating up on like twelve year olds for stealing their bikes. Fuck, dude, I can't even remember that. I've I've watched so Always Sunny like maybe a billion times. Every episode, maybe. You know what though? I stopped at the later seasons. Did you it watch was, the later seasons? Um, I kind of stopped after the later and some of the later. I stopped after. Uh, what was it? It was that. It was the season when uh, we first thought that, like, okay, you know, Dennis thought he was going to go, and then they had the one episode with Mindy Kaling, but then Dennis came back at the end. It was that was the last season that I actually watched, so I missed out on, and only part of it too. So I missed out on. I haven't watched it since like they did the, you know, the gang, the the gang goes to the championship parade with the Eagles. I didn't go. To, I didn't see any of the uh, Ireland episodes or anything like that. No, I didn't see those either. I just kind of stopped with it, but like I still see those clips every now and again. And when I saw Mac and Charlie beating the shit out of little kids, I'm like, that is just randomly funny as all hell. But if you're able to make a song that's like the opposite about that, but then the video is just actually is that, that. That'd be great. They are. They've always been so over the top with their humor, which I enjoy. I love a little. Uh, like ah. You know, well, I mean, think about this in the same kind of realm as well. It's the shows that are usually over the top with their humor are the ones that technically are the ones that are lasting the longest. So just think about this in the beginning, especially the first like 10 seasons, the Simpsons were considered over the top for their humor. Of course, now they're incredibly tame, but, you know, they're set for like 30, a 34th and a 35th season. South Park is on their 26th season and they're not holding back shit. I think Always Sunny is the longest, like, isn't it the longest, like, live action comedy, you know, series really? of all time? And it's still going? Yeah. Always Sunny? I think Always Sunny is for live action comedy. No way. What What, what else wow. would be longer than that? I mean, I, I could, I, I know, know there's shows that are longer than that that have been on that are, like, you know, live know. action, like, you know, Grey's Anatomy or WWE, but in terms of comedy, you know, no one's touching Always Sunny and no one's stopping them. I, I don't know of any. So you're probably right. I mean, yeah, you're right. Nobody nobody has stopped Always Sunny yet. They are still going. They're pretty funny still. I get to about season ten and I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, and then I and then like I wait like six months and then I come back to it. You know, you know the waves. It comes in waves for me. Oh yeah, it comes as Tribune would say, in waves. Okay, I probably just butchered that completely because Kevin can't sing or scream for shit. We'll put it that way. Hey, neither can I. So, but we're we're still doing it. Well, well, I mean, you can have a lot of fun with it. You can sing. Me, you know, it's like I can impersonate singing, but you know, trying to actually sing myself, it sounds like, um, you know, if nails on a chalkboard was a voice, that's me. Nice.
You don't I you play, right? Don't you play guitar or something? No, I, I played drums when I was a kid, but I have not played probably since I was fourteen. Sick. Just super into it. Just super into music. I I appreciate that. Fuck yeah. Super into it, super into the vibe, super into all that good shit, and just super into just how it makes us feel, man. I mean, nothing like when I think about it too, nothing beats for me getting on a podcast, talking with an artist that I have to love an artist I don't know or an artist I've had on before. I'm like, we're going to have a good fucking time like we are right now. Or if it's, you know, being in that crowd in the middle of the pit, in the middle of a concert, just having a blast. Nothing else matters except for what's going on right in front of us. And just, I don't know. It's just for the love of it, man. That's all I can say about it. It's just, it's for the love of it. It's great, dude. Fuck yeah. Rock on, bro. No, it absolutely, I mean, and you, and like for yourself too, I mean, you're still kicking ass out there doing what you can to make sure that Brand Richie is as good as it possibly can be. Cause I still see all those crazy freaking TikToks you make, man. I mean, again, I told you about this right before we start recording, but every time I load one for our TikTok page and then all of a sudden I'm waiting for the little load time to go through to make sure it actually goes on. Always, always. I end up seeing whatever you posted that day, every time. And that's the fucking point, baby. (laughs) Not so really. like, so with the shit that you come <laughs> up with too, cause I've seen you come up with a lot of stuff where it's you doing a lot of lip syncing to your own songs or yeah. lately I've been seeing a lot of like random wacky, crazy stuff about you promoting different shows. Like how do you come up with the shit that you're coming up with, man? Is it just on the spot? I just feel like doing this shit or is there a method behind the madness? You go to the band 408 from Florida, you go to their page and you do exactly what they did. <laughs> 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 all right you gotta light me so like what are they doing because i've not even watched any of their I stuff i don't know remotely. i i've just been for a long time i've been posting videos of me um you know lip syncing to my songs just to like i i got nothing else no i i can't really edit video super well so like what do i really got so tiktok gives you that tool so you can just it's like a little music video every every day. You know, it keeps my song around, which is cool. But it's also fun make TikToks and like play my music, show people, and hopefully they like it and have a good time with it. So it makes sense. I still remember, you know, I think it was when I started posting on it. I remembered There's a God for like, if there's a God like, for like three straight months. And then my movie, I probably heard that for half a year every time I opened up TikTok yeah. because you were right there all the time. My movie, dude. I don't even think like I play we play my movie, but I can't even fucking I just know the chorus to it. Like I can barely sing it. Like I have to remind myself of the of the words to it all the time because I just sing that chorus like every day. You've you've mentally conditioned yourself like I'm just playing the chorus and that is it. Why every day? It's not even. I would say do it for the vine, but I mean that's not even a thing anymore. It's for the TikTok. But listen, without TikTok and all that, you know, it would be a lot harder for people to like find me and know who I am. I mean, I, I'm not doing this for fucking, and you know, I'm I'm doing this. Uh, it's fun. It's just fun. And I I was in Wichita, Kansas. The other week, and and this girl that I fought, we were mutuals on TikTok. But like you know how I don't really investigate a lot of people on TikTok. I'm just kind of scrolling, posting, having a good time. So I'm I'm out there in Kansas. I go to this diner, and like I see these two girls at the at the uh, desk. They're like talking about me. I'm like, 
they weren't but it, they weren't trying to make it obvious but like you could tell like they're they were talking about me i was like, what the fuck's going on and uh so i sit down i eat i go out and this girl follows me to my car i was like am i gonna get like maced or something is someone gonna like kill me and uh, she's like, "You're Brandon Ritchie, right?" I was like, "I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, I was like, "What is going on here?" I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, and she's like, "I follow you on TikTok and I listen to your music." And I was like, "That's fucking TikTok, man." You know, I'm... where do you have that interaction with somebody? You know how much, like how cool of an interaction that is. Like somebody I never met before knows me somehow through this fucking app. You like, they said hi to me in a parking lot. That's another person that I like, that I know now in fucking Kansas. Yeah, I got a home. I got a guy in Kansas. I got a girl in Kansas. She's cool. You know? Yeah, he was, you go, got me. Got a girl in Wichita. She's a fan. Oh, yeah. But fans of Fans, like, friend, she's a friend. Like, you know, if that girl wanted to come to Philly and fucking hang out, that's cool. Come through. Like, she, we, we met in a parking lot because of TikTok awesome but i do see where you're coming from too where you're talking about you know again the discoverability aspect of it with just seeing how a lot of people especially of a younger generation i mean even though i would say younger than me because i'm gonna be an old man here at 28 years old i must say but right jesus christ yeah, yeah seeing how like a lot of people are just discovering so much new music through tiktok it, it does stand a reason, you know, why you're constantly on that platform. That's where the attention is. And yeah. even for just, you know, random, like, you know, 20 second music videos every single day, whether it's you, you know, in some random ass place, just kind of walking down the street in your car while you're at, while you're in the middle of your actual shift, whether you're working, you know, at, in Philly or whether you're out in Wichita working, whether you're overseas, can you go to over to England and start doing yeah. some of that stuff? And like, we're shooting like videos while you're working in the middle of England. Just hanging out, yeah. No, I mean, dude, you can just it's like uh it's like any social media, but you know, you you want to show people where you are, having a good time, you post a little bit, makes make some content for business, it's great, you know, you're you're putting your music out there, people are seeing it. You know, if you get 300 views a day, that's I don't know what the math is a year, but it's that's a lot of views a year. All right, well, so because I don't want to do this right in my head right now. Where's yeah, the, I'm, uh, I don't want to be cr- crazy wrong in front of people. <laughs> I, I mean, we could be. So let's go 300. Let's times that by 365. I mean, that's 109,500 views. If you're getting, if you post every single day, you only get 300 views. That's over 100, almost 110,000 views every single year. Well, you know, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. I'd say that's an average. That's pretty good. That's, you know, that's 100 thousand people what was it a hundred and something thousand a hundred nine thousand five hundred listen man it's a hundred nine thousand not streams but you know your song entered somebody's brain a hundred and nine thousand times i'm not getting those numbers on spotify no and there's not many bands that are getting those numbers on spotify i remember i was talking with uh shoot who the hell was it now i I think it was uh luke from the band happy days over in scotland because he was talking about you know People put music out on Spotify all the time. If you're getting more than like 50 monthly listeners, you're doing better than half of the people that are putting music out on Spotify. Yeah. 
So it's just kind of like, I, I know it's just like you look at it, it's like, oh, that's not, but it's just putting it in perspective. It's there's a lot of people that are trying out there, but if your music is connecting that sort of way and you're getting it out there, plus from a short form content as well in terms of TikTok, again, if you're getting 109,500 on average per year, I mean, of course, you know, it's not going to be 109,500 unique people because you're going to get some of those followers like your, you know, the friend over in Wichita that's probably going to watch those every single day or myself that's going to watch those every single day. Of course. But what's going to happen is, again, now your song is going to be stuck in our heads as well. We're going to be the ones that are listening. We're going to be the ones that potentially are going to be the ones that talk about it to certain friends. So you never know where that might go. Plus, who knows? You might create the most random, wacky music video for like a 20-second TikTok video out of nowhere where you're at work and all of a sudden you're swinging on a wrecking ball, you know, licking a sledgehammer Miley Cyrus style singing my movie just because you think it's funny as shit. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you've got 109,000 views on TikTok just on that one video. And that's that's the fun aspect of it. Because, you know, I'm not like, listen, bro, I'm not like hurting for the fucking views. Like, it's not going to kill me if I don't get views. But like when you get them, it's fun. You know, it's cool. Like, all right, this is rad. Like I got like 40,000 views on a TikTok one day. It was like pretty cool. I was having a great time with it. And it promoted me a little bit more, which is great. Yeah. And the mindset too that you have too with it, where it's, you know, you're just going to still have fun doing it. Just do whatever you feel like with it. You're not going to tie all of your happiness into getting that like or getting that view or getting that follow. It doesn't I mean, matter. It's, it's bullshit. It doesn't matter at all. You know, one day the internet might, I mean, I don't really think so, but if the internet's ever gone, bro, you got house shows and phone calls. You got landlines and fucking sticky notes. You know what I mean? It's, it, none of this means anything. It's all in the air. It's, those videos, they could all be gone one day. They, they they easily could be. And I mean, like you said, the connection is going to be going to those house shows, going to those local shows, connecting with people to like actually connect with people face to face in that yeah. in that personal style. And if I want to talk to, you know, my neighbors or talk to my best friend, not people to just, you know, message them. I'm going to have to get those two tin cans set up with the wire <laughs> exactly. thrown across the way and be like, hey, man, can you hear me? Yeah, dude. I No, it's you, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's. It really means nothing. It's fun to do it because we have it. If it promotes my shit and gets people listening, I'll lean into it a little bit more. Fuck it. But I'm having fun with it, and uh, and that's all you should be doing with those apps because, A, that's what blows up. B, why would you put energy into anything that you're not having fun with? And, yeah, fuck Come on, you know, people get real wrapped up in it and then you really shouldn't. That that does make a lot of sense to expect. But again, think about just the way it is in today's day and age. And I have with the podcast, too, there's times where I've fallen victim to that, too. And mentally, just because I want to be able to get that connection. I want to be able to grow the podcast to a certain extent. I want to be able to get to that point where, you know, I'm having enough people that are following along with the podcast, getting enough money off it to where I can go to my full time job and just be like, hey, see you guys. And then just have this beam the thing that I do and basically live off of it. So I have fallen victim. Like, I kind of want to get this. So, you know, you're maybe different though. I'm not having as much fun with it, but I you're a little it. different. How is that? I can get my shit out on, on physical media. You kind of can too, but not really. I mean, like who's going to, I mean, 
no offense, who's going to fucking buy a record of a podcast? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So like a TikTok for you is your it's your business. This is you're a creator. I'm a creator too, but I feel like maybe the music could be, you know, it it can be translated to physical and not on the computer and not on the the streaming apps. So like for you those TikToks are important. Like and I understand you got to understand that. I do see where you're coming from too, because when it comes to consuming the, like when it comes to consuming the content that you're putting out there, when it comes to consuming the music, yes, we can consume it via stream, which is what's going to be a lot of people are doing or consuming it on YouTube, anything like that, but they can also consume it that physical medium. And if they really want to consume it in the most effective way, they're going to end up consuming it in a live setting where you are literally right in front of them, go jamming your ass off and we're in the crowd having a blast probably trying to kick the shit out of each other because punk rock fuck yeah that's what we do and of course at the end of the song we're all high five and hugging each other because we just went through some shit but i don't understand what you're saying too because when it comes to the podcast consumption i mean if people are where, where's the primary place people are going to consume and connect with it either on a streaming service like spotify or apple Podcasts or somewhere like youtube so the internet is where it lives so all of a sudden yeah i'll put this one. if the internet goes out and all of a sudden now i'm without this i need to take a look and say like you know at the same time what would happen if, if that were happen? Well, you happen? could go into radio. I mean, I could, that's I could go into radio. That's a whole other fucking story. You know what I mean? There's tons of career options for broadcaster, news podcaster, blog guys. You know what I mean? I, I do. I do know what you mean. The issue I'd have with that personally is what restrictions would they put on me? All of them. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be able to talk if, if that was the case. We wouldn't be able to talk about shit like this. I wouldn't be able to open up to a, like talking with Steel Panther, open up with a dick joke, and just being like, "All right, we're fucking doing this shit." Stern does it. Why can't you? The Stern. It's it's. I think. I mean, it. How do I put it this way? It's kind of like when you're trying, especially in that kind of meme. Especially if you're going to be okay, you're starting out, and that's kind of a scene, and all of a sudden you're going you're going through it. If you don't hit right away on that kind of style that Stern has then, you know, you're going to get those restrictions placed on you like that because people are more interested, like whoever be, you know, kind of running the content that person and owning that product, they're going to be the ones that just come up with the rules like, oh, go get a loan, buy a fucking radio station, bro. Dude, if I, what, if I just try to buy my own Sirius XM station? <laughs> Why not? What's it, an antenna? They got some pretty serious antennas nowadays. I'm sure you could broadcast some shit pretty far in your neighborhood. Oh, what if I just, I mean, what if I just got like a big giant ham radio antenna and just attach them to that all of a sudden? Yep. Now I'm on Sirius channel, like 244 or something like that. What all is All their it? shits on the internet, by the way, those guys probably make $0 off the radio. I'm sure the companies that are sponsoring them make, you know, they make money off that. Yeah. I'm sure they get paid from that, but you know, I'm sure the radio has not much to do with it anymore. Oh God. No. I mean, I even think about this at the same time too. When think about this, when you're in your car and you're driving somewhere and you're listening to something, what are you listening to? My phone. Exactly. No, who the fuck yeah. was listening to the radio if you're not if you're under the age of like fifty? I. I was doing it the other day. I once in a very very long time. It's actually funny that you that you say that. I did. I was listening to the radio the other day actually. But it's not consistent though. Not even a little bit. No. I think my phone was like 
I think I was like live streaming or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So it's because because I mean think about it. It's just with the availability of the stuff that we have at our fingertips. Where say you're driving along and all of a sudden you want to listen to like okay, I want to listen to some Blink One Eight Two. I want to listen to Bring Me the Horizon. I want instantly. Listen. You can do it instantly because if I'm listening to a, like the local hard rock radio station where I live, it's like we're gonna play the hardest rock that you ever heard. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! Here's your fifth time hearing Welcome to the Jungle by Guns and Roses again in the last 25 minutes. I don't really want to listen to that same song over and over again unless I'm absolutely willing and able to. So what am I going to do? I'm going to connect my phone. I'm going to listen to what I want to. Let's see. Let's scroll through here. Oh, I want to start jamming out to Wasted Age by We Came as Romans at this very moment. Tap my finger. Boom. Here it comes. I, dude, I, I love it too, man. I, I'm with it, bro. I'm, I get, let's get it. Let's get advanced. Fuck a radio. I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. So shit. Maybe it's, uh, <laughs> it's like okay well about your own radio station it's it's we, it's like especially when it comes to music it's or even podcasts well it's like got to find a way to just make yourself stand out amongst every everyone else and i mean for you when it comes to music as well it's you're just it's you're having again we just talked about it you're able to consume your music in many different types of means you don't have to just consume it online you consume it as a physical medium or go and see it live and really get that true experience so you have that other outlet, but when you're using, especially from your standpoint, using social media, specifically TikTok, you're just doing it for the fucking fun of it. And whatever positivity, whatever publicity comes off of there, because even if positive or negative, it's going to draw more views and draw more people to what you're doing musically. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a detractor really in any way. I mean, the only detractor no. is not doing shit or doing shit you don't want to do. It's a plus. Even if you don't really want to make a TikTok, sometimes it, yeah, sometimes making a TikTok every day becomes a chore. I admit, bro, I'm not always having fun with it, but like, you know, it's pretty fun. Fucking, I, I understand that if I make a TikTok a day, it helps my music. I understand that if I want to make a TikTok and have a good time with it, I do it. Sometimes I'll make four TikToks a day of some bullshit. But usually once a day, I'll make a video of me jamming to my shit just to push it out there a little bit more. <laughs> fuck it. I love fuck it. it. Why not? I love TikTok. It's great. Also with Instagram. But if it was gone, the house shows and the and doing it DIY and it would it, it might be even better. It, it might be it might be it might be harder for discoverability at that point if you know you just take away the internet. But at the same point in time, people when they're gonna try checking music, they're gonna make an investment into it at that point. The good will come through. The good will come through. Well, because I mean, I mean, even add this as well. You say, just say the internet's gone. Say all of a sudden, you know, the tomorrow is just gone, gone forever. And if we want to consume music in any fashion, we have to do either through physical medium or live shows. We have to pay money to go and buy those CDs, buy those records, buy those vinyl albums. We have to pay money to go and actually see those shows. So by us investing in it, we're going to give it much more of an opportunity instead of I click on it on you know Spotify, I hear two seconds of it. Oh, it didn't hit me right away. Now I'm just going to go back to what I normally listen to because, oh, it just didn't hit right away in the first two seconds and I need that instant gratification. No, now you're invested in it, man. You want to yeah. hear it all the way out because... If it's something that you don't like, you want to be absolutely sure of it. 
but say you hear a song and the first song you hear, you're like, I'm just not fully into this. What if the rest of the set or the rest of the album is the most kick-ass thing you've ever seen in your entire life? You know what? Music has been feeling a little bit transactional to me recently. Just a little bit like it all feels a little ingenuine. Not for not the bands, you know, the bands that I enjoy. I don't know. They, they they feel good. I don't know. I just don't a lot of music recently for most most artists that I hear. It just feels a little transactional. Do you want to go a little bit further than that? I really want to. I'm having. I I wish I could unpack that. (laughs) I really do, because I know what I mean. It's like sometimes it feels like. Now I'm going to get real hypocritical. Now it feels like those. Sometimes those TikToks are just like, give us views, give it to us now. Like we. It just like sucks. And like the music is very produced. You know that shit was. I don't, dude, it just all feels very like too good, too. All these guys have like. Nobody has any fucking flaw. It's weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble understanding what I just said, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> See, in my mind right now, like just hearing that, I'm trying to unpack this myself and kind of potentially see where where are you coming from with this? Not as like a, Brandon, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, no, no, no. I actually wanted to see where your point is coming from and thinking about, thinking about it at the same time as well. I think kind of it's when you're talking about the production side of things and you're listening to music and you just said, you know, listening to it, there are certain times where it just seems too perfect. Like there's no flaws to it whatsoever. And you think about a lot of the music from the past where, you know, we, you know, things weren't recorded, everything, you know, digitally enhanced, digitally And these perfected. bands image, these, these bands image is perfect and everything's just perfect. And it's like, and then the, t- the TikToks are like, they make, they make them seem like regular people, but they're like, you know, they're, they're definitely regular people, but you know, they're, you know, that they're like, just, they went like this, like. You know, you know what I mean? It, like, it's weird. I don't know. It, I don't know. It's 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 kind of like you know when it. I think I I think I kind of got an idea of where you're coming from, especially from the TikToks or even the social media side of things. It's when there's a lot of money involved. And there's a lot of different players involved in the exact same time too. Whether it comes to record labels, record producers, other yeah. bands, uh, venue owners, like maybe Live Nation, Ticketmaster, whatever it might be. On top of that, just think about social media as well. When things don't go the exact specific way that, you know, they're supposed to go, there's going to always be that quick and just very ferocious reaction to a band that may post something that might be a little controversial, might not fit into the proper image. And all of a sudden now there's all this attention on it. And yeah, it's a lot of attention, but it blows. And honestly, I'm going to say this, it blows over pretty quickly just based on the, for the most part, based on the fact that there's so much other crap going on in the world and so many other things that are going on where that attention is just kind of drawn away. But everyone wants to have that perfect image so that they don't have that negative attention coming to them. So that they're, so it's, it's more about, I don't know what the best way. It's more, it's kind of like that in that sense of the word, it kind of feels like it's more about pleasing whoever yes. has yes. the most amount of money 
instead of being the genuine musician yourself and just doing it for the love of the craft and making sure that you're having the best time up on stage, have make sure the fans have the best time out there as well. Kind of like take a look back in. I was getting lost there for a while. You're reeling me back in. Yeah. Yeah. You got me. Because, 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 because again, think, I'm going to put it this way too. Think about when it comes to rock and metal for the, for the longest time, they were the rebellious genres. They were the ones that were going against the norm, going against the system, going against the establishment, going against culture. And this has gone all the way from the 1950s with freaking Elvis, you know, dancing on stage, as they said, provocatively, when we look at it today. And it's like, well, that's just, you know, considered tame stuff that a second grader or a kindergartner might dance to. You think about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones in the 60s and all the psychedelic rock that happened in the 60s as well. Bringing more of that, like the you know the the free love movement over the seventies, bringing at, kind of bringing more of you know a grittiness to the to hard rock, but also a new style. The eighties with all the partying, the hair metal, anti punk rock is going as anti establishment as possible, especially in the seventies, eighties. Hair metal, all the sex, drugs, rock and roll. Getting to the nineties with grunge and actually being it a lot more. It feels like these fucking. It. it feels like these fucking yeah. pop punk bands. There's no edge to them. There's no, you know what I mean? Like if I met this dude, I meet these dudes at clubs. They're like the nicest guys in the fucking world, which is cool. You, I, I oh, yeah. like, I like nice people. I, I'm not, I'm not an, I try to not be an asshole to anybody, but you know, I'm certainly not an agreeable person. Like these, they're just like so fucking nice. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm saying? I, I think I get exactly what you're saying. When it comes to they're, a lot they're of trying to please, you're trying to like please people, and it like I I just like I feel like I see right through it. Like you're not that fucking nice, bro. <laughs> you don't talk it, like that. Why did you? Why are you like? Why is your voice higher now? Like why is your voice high pitched right now? Like I don't know, man. Why is your voice high pitched right like, now? They, they always <laughs> sound like they're talking at a fucking interview. You know it's, what I mean? I do kind of know what you mean. It's, you know, whenever they're trying to present the, it's no matter what, they want to be themselves. They want to put out their genuine self there, but they're walk. It's like them doing it while walking on eggshells at the same time, because they want to do what they can do to stand out in front of the crowd, but they also don't want to stand out so much that they anger the people that they're trying to impress. They don't want to make anybody angry that nobody's going to know who the fuck you are. That's true. I mean, think about I'll use Ronnie. Rad I'm letting my mind unravel, bro. I'm just no. like, yeah. Well, well, you, well, you, you like I get. I use Ronnie Radke as an example where, kind of especially if you, anything that you've like, you've seen what the kind of personality the guy has. You you can take a look yeah. at all the tweets. Take a look at his interactions on Twitch. You take a look at him on stage. Whatever you think of him, I do like falling in reverse though. So I will say that for everyone. Everyone pretty much knows that already. But you take a look at someone like that where that type of personality that isn't real that does not give a shit about what the you know the tastemakers say or what the people with all the money you're trying to kind of potentially push or push a, push a certain image take a look at what falling in reverse has done in the past couple of years take a look at the prominence of the game they've gone from a band where when i first saw them right before the pandemic hit they headlined a kind of like a medium-sized room in madison wisconsin I've seen them play that sh- that same room once again in 2022, but the other times I've seen them play, I've seen them play a sold-out show at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, and I saw them play 
a he- like a co-headlining set on a fucking baseball diamond, a minor league baseball diamond that was sold out. I mean, I saw them at the Fillmore one time in Philly, and it was fucking jumping. It was packed. Yeah. I forget when it was. I think it was twenty two. I didn't. I I I showed up late, but it was fucking <laughs> really, really. They were great. They were great. I love yeah. Falling Universe. But but you also I don't had know. To, I don't know their music that well, but they they are pretty cool. But but when, but one thing you said too, it's like you know that edge. It's you look at like Ronnie Racky, especially as a like a rock star. He has that kind of an edge. It's not curated. He actually has an edge that he's standing up on that he's kind of putting out there. And seeing like some of these other bands, line, I see some bands that are starting to take a little more charge in that and actually have more of that edge be a part of their persona that they're coming out with. Kind of like what I'm seeing with uh, a number of bands that are that are kind of calling out a lot of those venues for taking merch cuts and you know bringing that more to light and actually starting to speak up against it. Architects has been doing it. Bad Omens has been doing it. Starting to see those bands, you know, really bands that you know many people have loved for over the years, kind of have a little bit more of that edge to them and show a little bit more of that grittiness behind it. You know, that's actually part of their personality. People feel more connected with that, and people like that a lot more. I mean, again, go back to the freaking 1980s when the with big giant rock stars. Take a look at punk rock at the same time as well. I mean, what drew a lot of people in there was either these large life personas or the fact that they weren't perfect and they were gritty. And they're just think of, again, punk rock, especially 70s and 80s. Anti-70s. I mean, punk wasn't necessarily about being a complete jackass, but punks had an edge to them, and that was a big draw. Of course. Every fucking, every pop punk band I meet, it's fucking normal Spongebob. <laughs> it's fucking normal Spongebob, dude. Not everyone. I have, I, you know, I've met a lot of cool guys in my fucking day. I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing these bands, but that, that's to- not totally true, but you know what I'm saying? You know Again. what I'm saying? I, I a know lot it, of these guys feel I feel that from a lot of these people, and I'm like, Ugh. it's 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 like they're trying to be themselves, but they're also trying to be the curated version of themselves. Maybe, maybe it's the same baseball tee, it's the same thick rim glasses. Why? Why? Just stop. I we can't. We can't. We can't. Uh, I've unraveled too much, Kevin. We we've got we've we've gone deep into this man. I mean, I want to go deeper into this shit just because it it it, it isn't it is interesting. And you, this is another thing I think about it too when it comes to rock and metal as a whole. Why has rock and metal, especially when it was between the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands, why was why were rock and metal the prominent genres that people were really gravitating towards? But then all of a sudden, why did that change? Why is it? Why are hip hop and rap so much more prominent right now? And I think a lot of it is, is, you know, one, a lot of those bigger bands, a lot of them to a lot to a pop culture, they kind of feel the same. Again, that might be, you know, if that, if that's the way you are totally like as a, at your core, at your whole, and that's how you present yourself is because that's who you are. Perfect. I totally understand it. But kind of like if you're, you know, if you're going from outside of that, outside of that vicinity, you know, you're normal, you're base, you're SpongeBob, but then all of a sudden you get in there and you're normal SpongeBob, like, hi, how are you? lovely weather we're having yeah i'm just completely and utterly normal i mean it's it, it's it's just kind of diluting the the interest that people are going to have in there and you think about hip-hop and rap how many personalities are out there how many just draws are out there for people to get into not only those guys the music, look fun to hang out with 
those rat the 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 rappers out there that those guys are cool as shit partying fucking doing fun shit all the time what is fucking well they have money i mean it's (laughs) fucking you know you know how that goes you know we're also not talking about underground hip-hop artists but there there are some gritty characters in the fucking hip-hop underground i'm sure of it and uh you know it's a little more interesting it is a little more interesting. When you take a look at what people are really kind of gravitating towards, they're going to gravitate towards what's interesting, what stands out to them. The The same pop punk band is not going to stand out to them. But if a pop punk band has some sort of a greediness to them, has some sort of this different persona to them where, say, all of a sudden all the guys come out and they're absolute jacked bros and they just start playing pop punk music, they're going to stand out a little bit more than you know, baseball tees and thick rim glasses. But that's got to be who they are, though. You, you, are you, you're, uh, of course, aware of, like, the Chicago drill rap stuff, right? Very minimally. Yes, as am I. But even you've heard about it. Bro, those guys are fucking killing each other out there. That's interesting to fucking, you know, young guys who want to fucking rage to their crazy, like, to their hard-ass beats and, like, you know, it's interesting music, man. It's, it and it tells an actual story of some hardship, a lot of hardship. Fucking, you know, it's 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 real. It's most of it, I'm sure, a lot of it's definitely fucking. You know, a lot of I know a lot of rap that's fucking bullshit, but you know, it's interesting music. But here's another question for you, just kind of thinking around that, just. With the t- typical themes that a lot of hip hop rap, especially the grittier stuff, really goes into versus what we're seeing kind of in the pop punk style in terms of the themes that are really going on there. Do you think it might be something where people are just not connecting with the the stories that pop punk's telling, the, the, the emotions, the themes that are being told? And it might I be. I think some- a lot of people connect with it. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of real, you know, there's a lot of real music out there. These, you know, you write everybody's music is valid and these people have these songs that they write and it's about real life things that have happened to them, anything. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it it feels a little recycled. It feels a little, uh, it, it feels a little, um, like, yeah, we know you're sad about shit. Like we get it. Yeah, I know. I know your girl left you. I understand. It, it it's all. What, what's up? What are you doing? What's up? Okay. <laughs> Izzy's hovering the stairs. Um. I don't know, man. These uh. It, a lot of the songs are this. It's about the same shit that I've been hearing. Like, yeah, we're kids on skateboards, but like we're forty nine. And like, <laughs> uh, just write it. I don't know. Like, I know this shit's not really happening to you, bro. Like, you're like an old guy who fucking has a great job and writes pop punk music. I don't know. I know what's going on with you. Yeah. Like and you, I, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> this kind of added. I'm really. I'm not just kind of the fact that you know people that are writing music and pop punk are not going through real stuff and are writing 
are not writing real stuff. Of course they are. And of course it's coming from a real raw emotional place. But kind of the point I was trying to make is the same themes and the same like core emotions that are coming through a lot of these songs have been heard in pop punk over and over and over again. And when it comes to the collective whole of culture that's listening to the music, I'm not talking about just the rock and metal fans, but everybody else, everybody in think just say America, because with hip hop rap being so much more prominent, are people gravitating towards the way that those topics, those themes, and those emotions are being presented? Because even when pop punk was as prominent as it was back in the mid 2000s, the stuff that the way that the way that the emotions are being shown in these songs, the way that the instrumentation is putting out these different themes, it kind of like you said, it's like we've heard this before. We've heard this consistently. It's a great sound because it has been popular for so long, but. Maybe if we're looking at something, maybe just that that same type of sound, maybe we got to add something to it. Maybe we got to get a little bit more fresh with it. Maybe we got to try something different and not have, you know, yes, I do understand you're going through a lot of the stuff that a lot of other people that have written pop punk music have gone through and you want to write about that. But if you're going to write about it, it's going to sound the same over and over and over again. It's not going to necessarily hit as well as you are hoping that it's going to hit. No, I mean, you know, you can't recycle the... You, you... You know, when pop punk was a, when pop punk was coming up in like nineties, the late eighties, the two thousands, all that shit. You know, nobody's was really doing that. I mean, yeah, there was punk rock, there was rock and roll, all that shit, classic rock. You know how that goes, hair metal, blah blah blah, whatever. But it was. It was lullabies that were fast and aggressive. It was punk, but it was catchy and you could sing to it and it was accessible and wasn't like, I killed a rat and ate it today. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was like, you know, something that like, it was new. It was a new thing. It was new then. It is not new anymore. Drill rap, pop music with, with, hard bass drops and fucking you know that obviously that was been that's been around for a long time too but the advancements in technology and computers have like went so far beyond amps and stuff like that you know so you can get these sounds and these and you can there's so much more you can do with it and then the the vocalists you know are these personalities it's it's a lot it's a lot it's <laughs> these per there's a lot more behind it than what's going on with pop punk now there's not there's nothing behind it it's we've been there we've done that now we're in a People have a different mentality on things now. People think different. People dress different. People listen to different music. It's what it is. It's old. You gotta you gotta refresh their memory on. You gotta refresh their memory or do something new. And some people will break through doing the old stuff, which they which has we've known to be true, but you know that. That dream is that that pop punk dream's gone. 
for most artists. Like it's, it's over. You got to figure something out, make a new pop punk. What is the new pop punk? Yeah, what's going to be that new thing? I mean, think about even as pop punk had progressed, you know, you think about the early to mid 2000s, there was a lot that was prominent and a lot of that was prominent even then is a lot of similar stuff that we're seeing today. So it does, sometimes it sounds like, you know, we're hearing the same stuff over again. And I know we're focusing on pop punk, but this could go for a lot of different genres as well. I've talked about this exact same thing around metalcore between what metalcore was doing back in like 2013 and all of a sudden it was 2020 and nothing had really changed. Things had just been starting to, but there was this big stagnant period and nothing really fully stood out as well as it could have. Similar with pop punk as well. You think about the mid 2000s. Yeah, there was a lot there. And then, you know, you get a band that has a refresh idea to what if we take that pop punk music and what, what if we make it heavier? We just throw some fucking breakdowns in there and then you get a day to remember. And it's yeah. like comparatively, it sounds different. It sounds fresh. It sounds new. And it's like, yeah. it's something that even though a lot of the themes from pop punk are very similar, they're being presented. They're being sounded in a different light that people can really connect with. Yes. There's some bands that could very well go with a very similar style of pop punk that was rather prominent, you know, in the mid 2000s day and succeed with that. But it's not going to be somewhere to succeed on a fresh sound alone. There's got to be something else there that really brings them into it. If you're a young band out there, it's like, okay, you're make, you want to make pop punk music, but you want to try and find a way to stand out and add some extra to it. See what your influences are coming from. See what like, okay, maybe, you know, you maybe all of a sudden instead of those, uh, instead of, you know, big breakdowns, what if all of a sudden you're building up something with more of a catchy thing and you have a big giant bass drop in there and maybe you're mixing pop punk with like fucking, you know, dubstep or jam out of nowhere. It doesn't matter. Who gives matter a if, fuck? It's cool. Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of cool to see something like that because you, you especially take a look at, you know, that idea around pop punk has become more prominent, especially on places like TikTok with some of the younger eyes well, with a little bit more focus in on it. But with EDM still being a rather prominent thing, if there's a band that wants to try and do something like that, and I'm not saying do it because you think it might get you likes or get you clicks or get you streams. I'm saying do it because that's what the hell you want to do. Give it a shot. Why not? Try it out. If you, if, if you try it out once and it doesn't work, try it again because maybe people just weren't ready for it the first time. Do it, man. Do something different. I don't know. I write a lot of pop punk music. You've heard my music. Mm -hmm. It's pop punk. I like that shit. It's cool. You know, but I, I you try to throw, you, you try to, you got to spice it up, man, or you're never going to grow. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not super influenced by, yeah, I listen to a lot of hip hop, but fucking, you know, sometimes you got to fucking keep the music. You got to be challenged by music or you're not. Or you're just going through the motions, trying to write songs that people are gonna fucking. They, you're just, you're just microtransactions. <laughs> I fucking hate microtransactions, dude. Oh dear God, that might be one of the best analogies I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> Sucks. Fuck that shit. It, it it fits, and even when I was going through, you know, when I was going through, I hope that hurts listening to it. Because I was first thing I did was after I was like, okay, got the songs on my computer. Let's start listening to get going through these things. Did you like it? Did you have fun with it? I had a I had a lot of fun with it because I first thing I looked I'm like, this is like I just look at the lengths of the songs. I'm like, uh, Brandon, what you got going on here? Like yeah, I'm like, like curious fucking, is like this is like not a that long. Yeah, I'm like I was like I'm like yeah, there's something that's like the like the longest song is like two minutes long. I'm like, 
what am I going to expect on this? But it got me curious because I was now expecting to not hear the same thing over and over and over again. I was expecting to hear something different. And right from the get-go, because I think the first song I listened to was Wish I Was Happier For You. I'm like, okay, you know, you're getting this little like funny laugh at a party. And all of a sudden now, I was expecting kind of going to more pop punk. But I'm like, this is going more <laughs> punk rock. It's grittier. It's faster. It's yeah. not as polished whatsoever. And just from the intro that it reminded me of like the first or second album from Rise Against. I'm just like, <gasps> okay, now I'm into this shit right from the get-go. <laughs> cool. as, as of course, okay. I'm wearing a fucking Rise Against shirt as we're doing nice, this. Nice, nice. And that was not planned. I've been trying. I've been starting a thing where I'm wearing Rise Against shirts every podcast. I see, until your, I get to interview Tim I see your TikTok strategy, you fuck. I see that. I see you now. Oh, yeah. Oh, all yeah. for the clip. It's all for the clip. Kevin, all- Kevin's uh, playing you guys. It's subtle. <laughs> but again, when it came down to like a lot of the songs, and I hope that hurts, it was there was a different grittiness in there that I wasn't expecting. There was this, it brought more of that punk rock tenacity to it. It was quicker hitting. It was something that was a lot more in your face at the same time too, which I got to say, all I could think about was after I got done with it was, I kind of wish there was more. I kind of wish it was longer based on the fact that I want to see this whole entire thing live and I want to see what the hell happens in the middle of that pit. And based on what the hell happens in the middle of that pit, it's not, should I should rephrase that, not what the hell happens, it's what the hell am I going to cause? <laughs> Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I'm glad you like it. Uh, that's I appreciate that a lot. Thank you for the kind words, bro. Oh, you're welcome. I got to ask though, why did you go with like, because like, again, the, the format and just kind of the style of the song is being shorter, being like right here. It did throw me off from my initial first thought of it, the hearing from hearing, you know, the other music that you have out there. So why did you go with this kind of a style for, I hope that hurts. Oh man. I yeah, know, I got to ask a real interview question, Brandon. Uh, I saw no pressure and it changed my fucking life, dude. They were, I loved, I want to live in that dude's skin. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I, I wanted a punk rock album. I wanted, I wanted to just, I was stressing really fucking hard, man. After I, I put out my movie because it was such the production, I feel, was really good. I feel like the songwriting between me and Pete was really good. I think that song was probably one of the best songs I've ever gotten on paper, hands down. So, like, when I was writing this album, there was a lot of, like, doubt. And I was like, do I need a fucking producer now? Like, am I, like... These songs fucking suck, man. I was like, I'm like these are fucking terrible, and like my mixing strategy fell off, like because I, you know, I went to, I went to school for music and 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 production, and you know, I I've been I I produced God, I produced if there's a God, I mixed it, my my buddy mastered it because that's a whole thing, I don't. I don't, I don't trust myself mastering, but I mixed it. I produced it. I did everything. Thought it was a great sound. I compare it to my movie every now and again. Also think it's still a good sound. My movie, 
amplified a lot. It feels like a pop, like a pop production. It's a cool song. I just felt really like I would never get over that song. And I wanted to write an album that, that was the best thing I've ever written. And I, was up, like upset that all of these songs were just sucking the, the biggest dicks. They were so bad. These songs were so bad. And I, to me, they a lot of them were great. Everybody was telling me they were like, this is a good one. And then I was like, you know what? I saw no pressure. My buddy, who's pretty into them, was telling me, the backstory of no pressure and I like vibed with it. And I was like, you know what, man, I love this music. I just want to write a punk rock album and want to put anything I want in there. And these are the songs I have. And these are the songs I'm putting in. And I only had five. I picked, I picked from like, 50 probably I had five I was like you know what these are these are cool these are the good ones these are my these are the fun punk rock songs that I feel like I vibe with so I dialed them up redid them you know just really like these are the ones that I like and I just went with it and that that's it. I don't. No pressure got me. Those those motherfuckers. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I was even thinking about this just during that whole entire story, and it reminds me of something that Asking Alexandria had said on one of their most like before one of their most recent albums came out. Because you listen to Asking Alexandria now, and you listen to Asking Alexandria during Stamp and Scream, and it's two very completely different bands. The yeah. like the aggression's gone. The that anger is gone. And the way they looked at it was, you know, they said, this is the music we want to make now, given our circumstances and given our, given what's happened in life. You know, we're no longer angsty, you know, 20 year olds. It's most of us are married. We're dads. We have a completely different outlook on life based on our experiences. And we're going to write one, we're going to write music that we want to that reflects that. And they're like, sure, we could write, you know, maybe one more crazy ass album like Stand Up and Scream and people might really like it, but we might hate it. And then we might not do this ever again in terms of releasing music. So it kind of came, it kind of remind, it kind of had the same feeling of the story you were telling when it came to, you know, after you wrote my movie and all of a sudden you're writing these songs that are, you're trying to basically kind of top that, but you're showing to people, people are really liking them, but there's something that's just off about them from your perspective. And it might've been because, you know, similar we were just talking about with pop punk, it's maybe you were trying to, you know, write these songs and just the way that they were going to be more perfected or produced, mixed, mastered, all that kind of stuff it may have been feeling like, you know, that grittiness or maybe some of that individuality was being taken out of there. So then when you saw no pressure and you just saw the don't give a fuck about this attitude and just had a blast with it, you know what? Now you got inspired to just show off some of the more of the gritty side of what Brandon Ritchie has to offer. And when I first got in my hands on it, I thought, I, like, again, the scene just, I just saw the names of the tr- and the track uh, lengths. I'm like, what the fuck has he got going on here? But it's intriguing because my first thought was when I saw a shorter set, like shorter songs, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking hardcore punk rock at this point, but 
I'm curious to see what the hell you're going to put out there. And when you listen to him, you can tell that that grittiness and that energy is right there. Like it's back. It's not that it didn't go anywhere or maybe it went somewhere, but you found it and it comes out there and it's going to be the music. If you want to make that music, fuck yeah, make that kind of music. I mean, you never know what might happen. All of a sudden you might have some more fun with this stuff. You might put it out on TikTok and start doing stupid, crazy ass, you know, 20 second music videos for these songs and having fun with it. Something might hit off. You never know. But as long as at this standpoint, it's your music, you know, it's your expression. The last thing you want to do is become like a prisoner of your own creation in a way. I agree. You don't want it to consume you, man. It gets dark, bro. You're like, fuck, I can't write a song. I'm like a stone cold moron. You're like, you're like, I've done it before. You're like, then you're like going through your old songs, trying to like take the melodies from them and shit. And you're like, oh my God. You're like, I can't even fucking write a song. You're like, I'm like an idiot. It, it's, it gets, it, it's weird, bro. And then you're like, and then you get like a turning point and you're like, oh shit. All right. I just got to like, stop like caring at all. Like at all. I'm, I'm producing a, uh, I'm producing an album with my friend Alex. He's he's in a band. He he just started this band called Miller. There uh he moved up here from Tampa from Tampa to Philly. And uh it's the first record aside from my own that I'm producing and it's it's really it's really fun to see his way of writing songs and how like he obviously that kid cares a lot about his music, but we've we've written songs together. Like I'm producing this record where we're we're writing the whole thing from one to he's had songs that he that I haven't written, but you know, we're really getting this thing from one to whatever the fuck he wants to do with it. And writing with him, it's like watching him i'm like why can't i fucking do that you know and you're like you're like how come we're just banging this out right now like why is this song really good and we're just banging this out right now and why like why am i sitting there like losing my fucking mind because i can't like i don't know it gets weird gets weird when you uh, it, might, it might be weird just because at this point in time, it's you're seeing, you know, you're seeing music creation from a different perspective from someone else's perspective, seeing the songs that they're creating. But also at the same time, you might be in just the way you're describing, you might be falling victim to trying to compare yourself to someone else's creative process. And it's like, well, why, why, like, you know, why are my songs not hitting the way that I want them to hit? Why are they not hitting me the way they want me to hit? Maybe you're playing that comparison game. And then when you finally got down to it and you're working with, I, you know, working on it, hope that hurts. And you just start going punk rock, call crazy, going to see no pressure and being influenced by that and just being like, fuck yeah. Maybe it, maybe it was like one of the cows just to kick you, like kind of like kick you in the ass and be like, hey, Brandon, get back to doing this for the reason why you love doing it. Don't do it for the fact that, you know, you're trying to compare yourself to so many other people. Maybe subconsciously that's where your mind was going. I don't know. That was good analysis, Kevin. <laughs> Not bad, my friend. Not bad, buddy. I don't know, dude. These, uh, it, it just gets, I got frustrated for a while. 
And then I got these songs done and I'm like, okay, now I'm back to being frustrated because now these songs are done. And I'm like, wow, fuck. Now I got to get something good too. But uh, no, it's just uh, you, you just want to write good songs that you think are better than your last and you want them to be good. You know, you want them to sound cool to you. You don't want them to sound corny. And it's because, uh, dude, I got like, dude, I'd send you my hard drive. It's like just filled with the corniest shit you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. But, uh, you know, you write some songs, man, and you have fun with it. That's the that's the fun of it. You know, these times where you're like, fuck, I'm such an idiot. I can't write these songs. And then one day you write a song and you're like, oh, my God, this is so fucking ripping. Yeah. You know, like I did that with that Don't Call song that I just put out. Oh, yeah, did yeah, you, yeah. Did you check that out? Fucking. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I wrote it with my buddy. And. Uh, it was it was fucking fun, man. It, it was just a song that we just it was it just came so naturally. It was great. Mm. And it felt good, and that's when, and that's when it, that's when it's all worth it. It's all, it's the best. Oh, absolutely! It, I, I've made this, I made this. Listen to it; it's cool. Because yeah. if you sent me your hard drive, I'm pretty sure I'd be hearing something like, "She's holding a can of corn that holds my heart." Dude, you don't even. This is all something about know. a piece of art. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's it gets yeah, it's tons worse. Oh dear God! I, I'm like you said, corn. I'm like, is it worse than cans of corn all at the same time? Oh dear Lord! But again, it kind of speaks to the fact that maybe you had. Just think about this: maybe you had to go through doing that and go through all that frustration to really understand for yourself as a musician that you may like. When it came to my movie, the the the, the fact you said you know this might be the best song I've ever written, best sounding song I've ever you know produced, mixed, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you need to try that point where it's like, okay, now you're trying to better that and realize that maybe that's not the route you want to go. Maybe it's, you got to take that pivot. Maybe you got to try something else just to see where that's going to take you because that's where you want to go with it. Maybe subconsciously that's what was, you know, being told to you while you were working on those songs. Then when you finally saw no pressure, it was like, holy fuck, I finally kind of get this now. And all of a sudden you're inspired to continue to move on, continue to go forward and have an absolute blast with it. I, uh, I just, my movie is, I'm thinking about it like my movie is just an, a song that exists now. Oh, nice. It's a song that exists. I'm, and I hope that hurts is a collection of songs that exists. And, uh, you know, something, and Don't Call is a song that exists. I, uh, I'm just doing music, man. That's how I'm thinking about it now. Making music, just doing it. I think that might be a good kind of like outlook to have on it because it takes the pressure off of, I got to do it this way. I got to beat this. I got to do that because what's going to happen at that point is kind of similar. Maybe what happened with you where you kept trying to beat that and it do, and it just kind of drained you to the point where the songs you're writing, some of them may have sounded fantastic, but if you don't believe them yourself as the one that's writing them, who else is going to be, who else is going to believe them? Who no. else is going to connect with them if you can't connect with them yourself and you're the one that created it? Couldn't have said it better myself. So that's why when it comes to I Hope That Hurts Man, now I kind of get the title of it in a certain way. 
going through all that stuff, it's like, you know, maybe going through all those work, working all those songs, trying to put all that stuff out and trying to do the best, trying to also best my movie, all the pain I went through. Maybe I hope that it hurts because it led to something for you to understand more about yourself and to find that passion for music. Once again, that maybe, you know, subconsciously was waning on you throughout that process until you started really focusing in on this and like, you know, I'm just going to let all this out. I'm inspired now. Let's go fucking do this shit. We're doing it because music, not because I got a best of what I just did previously. Goddamn right, my friend. So for everyone that is listening out there that's watching this on YouTube, I hope that Hurts is going to be out by the time this episode releases. Oh, yeah. Go and check it out. Go and rage and have some fun with us, man. I mean, this will make you want to go see Brandon Ritchie play live because you're going to want to just see you know the passion and the energy that are behind these songs. And if you're seeing Brandon Ritchie live and I'm not there, do think about what would Kevin do? Because he'd be in the middle of that pit throwing people around having a blast. And you should be too. Dude, I, I want to come out to Milwaukee and play in Milwaukee. I want to do a West I want to do a, a West run. Not like too far, but Chicago is a good endpoint for that. Like a mid like just kinda like a Midwest. The Chicago run. area? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking goddamn, that'd be awesome. If you can make that happen, man. I'll be there. Chicago and all that shit's pretty cool. You can go all the way up into into uh, Wisconsin and it'd be fun. I want to go back there. I actually low key like it there. Don't tell my girlfriend that because she'll fucking make me want to make me move there or something. <laughs> Check checking over my shoulder. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. If she if she was over your shoulder, I was gonna just see her like popping like. So where are we moving? It's like, oh dear God, no, 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 no. Where are we going, Chicago? <laughs> so I, I just I just look at her and just if she's on camera, just go a little more north than that. <laughs> Milwaukee. You live in the city, right? Yeah. Cool. Milwaukee, man. Yeah, I liked it over there. Yeah, it's but a- I hope that hurts, dude. It's uh, it's a cool album about. There's some themes in there of people getting, uh, you know, leaving, coming back, leaving. I, who knows? It's it's just listen to it. Listen to the songs and however you feel about it. However you think I felt about it, it's definitely right. In that instance, it's what you make of it. You're goddamn right. Goddamn right. Well, Brandon, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which you know is you in this instance, it's a chance to say whatever you want to say. Plug, great, but a plug, promote, promote at the end of the episode. So, Brandon, the floor is yours. Um, Johnny Germs, a good band in Philly. Um, Slop Tarts, a really good band in Philly. Miller is going to be a really good band in Philly. Um, fuck. I love a lot of venues. The Mosh Pit. My boys in my cousin's girlfriend's house are fucking super rad. Brian Cork. Uh I'm we're doing a show. You're not gonna you're not even gonna know about the show. It's coming out way later. But uh yeah, man. A lot of cool Philly bands. Come check us out. Go I was just out. like yeah. dying into the mic. Go in check Philly. out all those Philly bands. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I gotta do the same thing too for fun. But now it's time for you to close about this podcast with three things. So yes, I hope that hurts is out by the time this podcast leaves. So go and check it out. Go and follow along with Mr. Brand Richie over here as well, because you're not gonna want to miss out on any of those shows with all of those Philly artists as well, because 
You have no team. Plus, if he makes that Midwest run and starts coming over, you know, towards my neck of the woods and maybe your neck of the woods as well, you're not going to want to miss out on that. You're going to want to be in the middle of that crowd when I hope that Hurts is being played and you're going to have a fucking blast with it. So make sure you follow along. Go script to the podcast. They find Brand Richie online like we did the last time. Links for all social media, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Apple's Music, where you can buy merch, buy tickets, all that kind of stuff for any upcoming shows. All that's going to be there for you. So go click and follow that link. That's all you got to do. I'm doing all the hard work, doing all the research. All you got to do is click and like, click, share, click, subscribe, follow, play, buy, download, whatever it might be. Now it's time for number two. So, Brand, last night in the podcast, I told you first time I get to see you perform live, first round's on me. So, because it's two times in the podcast I haven't seen you perform live yet, we're going to update to the first two rounds around me. Oh, fuck yeah. But if you come to Milwaukee, send me a message and be like, hey, yo, man, you want to go get a drink? I'll be like, fuck yeah. We're doing these Instantly. first two rounds right then and there. Okay, that's a that's a deal. That's a big old bet, big old deal. Big old bet, big old deal. Shake on it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yep. Even though I'm shaking my hand. Yep, there we go. Woo! Alrighty. Now it's time for number three, which is brand. You know I can't end this podcast by saying goodbye because I made those promises to you. Second time on the podcast, but not the last time. I want to have you back on because I always enjoy oh, yeah. talking with you, my man. So this cannot be goodbye, my friend. This has to be, I'll see you later. See you later, my friend. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Mr. Brandon Ritchie. And now it is time for Kevin's final thoughts. So Brandon was talking about a lot of stuff around, especially with the pop punk room. And what we kind of brought up around a lot of the things with just the same old, same old stuff. There's a couple of things I do want to reflect on and remember. One is we understand, you know, there's a lot of people that like pop punk music out there. There's a lot of people that can, a lot of the people that are making it really like to make the stuff they want to make. I, we are not discouraging from making the music that you want to make. The, what we're, we were talking about was when you think of the grand scheme of things, we took want to take a look at you know where pop punk was when it was its most prominent. Why was it its most prominent? You know, but like 2005, 2006, 2007. Why you know there's a comeback of it now, but why is it not nearly as prominent as stuff like you know certain things in hip hop and rap? And kind of taking a look at that and seeing where some of that lack of individuality comes in, or lack of that bite comes in, and some of the lack of that freshness comes in again. Thinking about pop punk in like 2008, 2009, it may have started getting kind of stale too. But then here comes a day to remember doing pop punk with breakdowns. And holy shit, you know, look at where a day to remember is right now. They did because they that's what they wanted to do as well. You know, if you're writing a song that's really going to get to your core about, you know, maybe a breakup, maybe a relationship that went south, maybe something with family, maybe just, you know, dealing with sadness. I get it. Write that song. Write it. When you're coming up with the instrumental composition for it though, if it's just normal straight pop punk, you know, you might be able to do it if you have the personality behind it, but maybe, you know, try something different if you want to. Try maybe putting something out there in terms of going crazy with uh, maybe some interesting, you know, EDM kind of, you know, inputs in there. I don't know. With me just riffing about this stuff, I think the main thing I wanted to bring up for this specific one is try different things. Be unique. Look at what Brandon did. You know, trying to constantly atop my movie led him down the path of like he like was like i don't know where to go with this what am i supposed to do with this and then starts writing stuff for i hope that hurts after seeing the band no pressure and getting inspired by that maybe that's just what you need to do be like regular spongebob you know i'm ready i'm ready be yourself be unique in that stuff don't try and be like everyone else or be a curated version and be like normal spongebob don't be like hi how are you Come on, just be yourself. Have a blast out there. Show us who you truly are. So on that note, make sure you're following along with Brandon Ritchie. Make sure you're listening to I Hope That Hurts. 
It is all in the description of the podcast for you to follow along with them. Make sure you find where they're playing live. Make sure you find out how to listen to it because I hope you that hurts is going to be up by the time this podcast comes out. So go and listen to it. Link description of the podcast for you. Also, make sure you follow along with the Corporate Rush podcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, like we've said a number of times for your viewing pleasure. A lot of different types of short content. More stuff going to be coming. I, oh, I forgot. We're getting rid of Twitter. We got rid of Twitter. That's my bad. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure. Um, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on YouTube or hit that follow button on Spotify podcast right now. So you might be listening to this. That helps us out a lot. So thank you. Thank you very much for subscribing. I really appreciate it. I love doing this stuff, bringing you guys more new music, getting more of you into the music of rock and metal and finding that, you know, desire to connect and be accepted. This is where you're coming from. We're here for you. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Also, thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Remember, 20% off. Use the code CBP20 at podcast. Thank you, Brandon. When you come to Milwaukee, first two rounds on me. Or when I see you play live for the first time. It's happening. We're having a blast. On that note, that's going to be for you guys. Thank you for listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.